He tells stories so grand of this vast, timeless land, and they call it Sunday with Macca. G'day, Macca. Danny from Dalton. How are you? I'm good, Danny. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Danny, and Danny rang me two months ago. Yeah, Go now, Macca. Yeah, and uh, we had a yarn about this, that, and the other, as we usually do here on Sunday morning. And because he was in a phone box, he was one of the. I said, uh, Danny, we're giving a present to those who call from a phone box. Um, would you like a book or a? Uh, we've got a vinyl, lovely vinyl made at Abbey Road. I said, Would you like one of those? And he said, uh, He said, You haven't got a, you haven't got a t-shirt, have you, Macca? <laughs> And of course, we didn't have a t-shirt. We didn't have. We don't have a t-shirt. We've never. We've never had a t-shirt. We hunted around and we found a t-shirt mob that made t-shirts here in Australia, and then we got it printed. And it's done, Danny. And you're going to get a freebie, mate. We're raising money, and I don't know. We'll give it to the CWA or something like that, or to Rotary or whoever. I can't wait to see the design. I know there's a lot of callers uh, making suggestions, which makes it very difficult as to, you know, who to please, who to satisfy. But, um, you know, I've been thinking about getting my own T-shirt made up. You know, when you go into the shops and, you know, they're always saying, would you like a bag with that? Would you like a bag with yeah. that? I've got, a, I've got a catchphrase I use now. Yeah. And I always say, no, no, give it to someone who doesn't care. I've got a phrase too. And I've got my own T-shirt too, which just says, uh, disregard previous T-shirt. <laughs> All over Australia There's a radio show That Australians all know If you're rich or you ain't got a cracker They tell stories so grand Of this vast timeless land And they call it Sunday with Macca They all call it Sunday with Macca Yeah, they all call it Sunday with Macca Get on with it, Macca. Oh, well, that was Danny last week talking about his T-shirt. And I'll show you, we should put a picture of our T-shirt up on the thing. We haven't des- decided how to distribute it yet, but we will. It's coming. Kids, this is from Kerima Kerima. She says, I'm one of many public servants living in Canberra and a regular listener. Your program reminds me why and who I work for. It's just like mass on a Sunday. I'm a busy working mum and with so many things going on, news 24-7 and just life, to be honest, sometimes I used to lose track of the big picture, but not anymore. Since I started listening to your program live, I don't like the podcast because it's only a summary. Other listeners and what's going on with them and most importantly their stories, I am reminded of why I chose public service as a career. The program keeps me in line. It's like a compass and gives me a focus every Sunday to go back on Monday to do the best I can for all Australians. Kerry my Kerry my you're a little champion. Keep up the good work, and thanks for the public service you do deliver. Can't wait for the T-shirts to come out. Kerry my we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. This is from Michael Riley. He says, Make a long-time listener, flabbergasted, absolutely flabbergasted. Inquired from the Courier Mail, which is related to the Sydney Daily Telegraph, why they had discontinued their cartoon section. Reply was, after worldwide research, we have decided that people are more interested in puzzles and have decided to discontinue the comic section. Really? Really? Says Michael Riley. I, like most people, start their morning paper on the Harvey Norman, as it's affectionately called up here, at the sports section then the comics, then the puzzles, and finally the biased political editorials. 
What happens to the likes of Calvin and Hagar the Horrible and Snake and Phantom Followers? Gone! Because of some international research. I asked, did they get the same advice when they stopped delivering the paper to your residential addresses or when they increased the retail price by a level that exceeded the CPI? Where's it all going to end, Ian? Flabbergasted, says Michael. I'm flabbergasted too. I learned to read with the comics. Donald Duck. Didn't you like Uncle Scrooge when he was jumping around in his room full of money and coins going in the air? I loved Uncle Scrooge. I suppose I wanted to be like him. <laughs> Have a room full of money that he played in and the Beagle Boys and Mickey Mouse and all that stuff. I learned to read. I used to read comics, just devoured them, all sorts, fandoms, you name it. And then I moved up to Enid Blyton and the Famous Five and the Secret Seven and then the Adventure Books and then I went to Shakespeare. There you go. Your T-shirt idea, says Paul Kelly, has grown legs and has highlighted a great need across Australia. I argue that it's our government's responsibility. I'm not so sure, Paul Kelly. I don't think it's the government's. Well, it's partly their responsibility, but it's everybody's responsibility. You acknowledge the huge need to support local charities, Rotary and Lions and Apex and several smaller ones. There's lots of smaller ones, isn't there? My novel idea is all taxpayers make a $5 tax-deductible contribution from their wage or salary each week to an Australian charity. Well, I don't know. I saw an idea last year or the year before, I think, and I think it came from Tony Abbott that said something like this, anyone earning more than $200,000 a year, and there's a lot of people earning more than $200,000 a year, a lot of people, should pay some, I don't know, but that's what, I think that's a good idea too. And then his second idea is a $3 lottery ticket and lottery for charities says Paul Kelly from Lake Macquarie. There are lots of problems that need to be solved, but I think everybody should put their hand in, if they can afford it, and there's many that can afford it, should put their hand in their pocket. A couple of weeks ago, I met Barbara Flick Nicole. She's married to Johnny Nicole, and she told me this lovely story. Come and have a listen. Barbara, you've got a story about Marlon Brando. This is David Hudson's story. He's a wonderful uh, dig and musician from Cairns. He's telling me the story. He was an extra in the film The Island of Dr Moreau that they were making just off Cairns and Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer and um, other people were in that movie and David, I think, was one of the uh, monsters or things that they'd created, half human, half animal. Anyway, he said when there'd be a break in filming, he would get out his dig and play it and um, he gets a phone call one night and the, the person on the phone says... Hello, David. This is Marlon Brando. I'd really like to meet some Aboriginal people. Could you help me do that? And first David thought, oh, somebody's having me on, but he realised that, that in fact, it was uh, Marlon Brando's voice. So he said, yeah, you could come up to Lower Karoa with me, um, just outside of Karanda, where my family live, if you want, on Saturday. And he said, yes, yes, thank you, David. Please send me the directions. So um, Marlon Brando uh, turned up with his entourage and all the aunties from up there had prepared this meal of curries and rice and fruit and salads and dampers and he had a great time. They painted ochre on uh, Marlon Brando and told him stories about the dream time and other spiritual stories from around that area. Marlon Brando said to David, you know, this is the first time... I've ever gone somewhere where people didn't ask me for anything. You've been just giving, giving, giving to me all day. If you're ever in Los Angeles, can you ring me on this number? So he gave David a number. And a few months later, David was in the States doing a show with Anya. 
He's a band, he's a music band, and David plays didge. You know, they have audiences of 10,000 or more. He's big over there. And David said, I'll try this number and see if it works. So he tried the number and Marlon Brando answered. And he said, oh, David, David, please come out. This is my address. So David went out. Brando opens the door. He says, come in, come in, David. He says, this is the didge that you gave me. He said, can you play it for me, please? So David said, yeah, I'll do that. He said, oh, wait one minute. He walks over to the window and he yells out, Jack, Jack, come up here, Jack. And next minute, in through the door walks Jack Nicholson. So they both sit on the couch and listen to David playing the ditch. So that's the story about Marlon Brando and David Hudson, who I love. <laughs> Give us a ring, 1300 700 Good morning. If you missed, if you missed um, uh, Clinton just before the news, he was driving the old corrugation road, wasn't he, Kel, to Nullumboy. He said it's the worst. <laughs> it's disgusting. That's what he said. But look at all our roads. Rod, Roddy last week said, you know, he said there's 300 between, where was it, Dubbo and Munchie or and another 400? Ah, <laughs> oh dear, so that's the rain, kids. Good morning and welcome wherever you are. Uh, lovely to be with you. This is from Trudy. Just visited the Gibraltar Range National Park in the rain to see the Waratahs. It's not raining in the West, Kel, because Perth rang me from Perth the other day, yesterday, and he said he was sitting in the backyard and this lovely little bird came and he didn't know what it was, and I said, did it have a yellow one? I said, it might have been a honey eater. He's staying in Perth for a week. And I said, it might have been a Lewin's honey eater or something. He's a tiny little bird. See, he's in the suburbs of Perth, and you'll get all that sort of stuff in the suburbs of Perth. But give him time. We'll infill there too. But a lovely, lovely place. Haven't been to Perth. We've got to go back there. Just visited, says Trudy, the Gibraltar Range National Park in the rain to see the Waratahs. We travelled 750 k's in two days from Tweed Heads, but it was worth it. See, he's a passionate person, Trudy. Gwida Highway was temporarily closed yesterday, uh, west of Jack Adgery, due to a landslide. So had detoured home the longer way via Glen, Glen Innes, Tenderfield and Korokai. See, that's the other thing that's going to happen. We talked about it last time there was heavy rain, the last La Nina, La Nina 2, which is uh, sounds like a yacht, doesn't it, in the America's Cup. La La, well, La Nina 3 is with us, but we talked about it before about landslides. Landslides and landslips and, uh, yeah, all that will happen with all this rain, wherever you are. Grey skies all the way, says the treaty, but the countryside's so green, dams are full, streams are flowing. However, it would be nice to have some sunshine soon. <laughs> Keep doing what you do best, uh, says Trudy. Lovely photo of beautiful Waratahs. I've tried to grow them. They're hard to grow in the, in the backyard, but... Uh, Keep going. When I was 79, says Bob MacDonald, early last year working for Blazade in New South Wales, I was advised I only had one more year left to be able to work for Blazade. They have an age cut off of 80. That might be worth mentioning. But also note that some of the more productive workers have been in their 70s. Don't hesitate because of age. Old age and cunning will over- overcome youth and knowledge. There's a text message here, Kel. Could you just nudge Kel because she's talking on the phone? Kel, there's a text message here. It says, um, Hi, Macro, I agree 100% with your sister. See, there was one smart one in the family. <laughs> Isn't that a terrible thing to say? Love the show, says Lee. <laughs> there was one. And my, what my sister said, a couple of things. We were talking about cash. This bloke came up to me. He said, uh, 
where I was standing waiting for a French loaf and um, we were talking about cash and he says, yes, I always use cash. And I was mentioning to my sister because she got her card got scammed some time ago and she said, Ian, cash is the last vestige, the last vestibule of anonymity, That meaning you can be yourself, you can spend your money on what you want. Plastic, no, they know everything about you. Companies, governments, and uh, you know retailers and people, all these Googles and you know all that, they all know everything about you. Cash, the last stage of anonymity, but no people blithely. Oh yes, look at me, I can just tap on the. I don't have to use dirty old money. That was another thing that was spread that money. We were all going to get sick by using money. Duh. And the other thing she talked about, uh, my sister, was the decline in creativity. Um, simply because people look at their phones all the time and they rely on that. They rely on that rather than relying on the old noggin. Decline in creativity, decline in imagination. Uh, and we're, it's like we're like the frog in the, uh, in the warm water. In the warm water and it just keeps getting hotter and hotter and we don't realise what we've got till it's gone. And could you please repeat the name of the singer who sang a new version of Honeycomb? That's an old. It's actually an old version of Honeycomb. Um, says uh, who is it? Doesn't say. Um, a little bit. It's um, it was Gary Morris singing Honeycomb. In reply to Father Matthew from Albury, re bell ringing all over Australia. This is the art of campanology. Thank you very much. Our listeners are so informed. Our number this morning is 1300 How are you this morning? Did you like the story about Marlon, Marlon Brando? Hey, Jack, come in here. Hey, Jack, get in here. Played the didge. Loved it. Marlon. Uh, G'day, this is Macca. Good morning, Macca. It's Marg from Bendigo. Hi, Marg. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Um, Macker, I was just driving in to get my papers and I heard um, one of your listeners call in an artist who talked about a friend that's got myasemia gravis. All right, yep. And I just wanted to touch base because I was diagnosed with myasemia gravis uh, 28 years ago. Tell uh, us. Actually, probably, you know, 30 years ago it was. Tell, yeah. tell it. Well, I asked, I, I thought, because I, sometimes when you, you know, I'm talking to people and they say something and I think I should know what that means, but I don't. Because um, this bloke, well, like the bloke in the shop yesterday, and I was talking about cash, and he says, he told me something which I won't repeat because I don't want to scare people. And he says, You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? And I should have said, No, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. But, <laughs> but I should, I should, and tell me. But I said, Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's the same with him. For a little while, when the lady said my senior gravis, I thought, Should I show how really dumb I am and, and uh, ask what that is, or should I? So I asked around the out-of-control room and they sort of, Sydney Sniffer, looked blank. We all looked blank, so that's why I asked. But the lady I asked sort of didn't because, yeah. So you tell us, uh, Marg, tell us all about yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's it's um, it's pretty rare and uh, you wouldn't run into too many people. I've only met one other person mm. in that time. And it's it's a condition that's a muscle fatigue. So you your brain sends messages to your muscle and it gets blocked. So there's antibodies that become active in your body that actually block that. So for me, it started in my eyes and I got droopy eyes. 
and double vision. And at 30, I was like, oh, great, I need to get glasses. So go to the doctor, get an eye test. And one thing led to another. And um, then I started getting it into my arms and my legs. And so I'd walk a little bit differently. I'd throw my legs a little bit differently. And then I'd had long hair at the time and I'd be braiding my hair and my arms would just drop. Or I'd chew a steak and I'd get really tight. I couldn't couldn't keep chewing. So in the end, that was what was diagnosed. And uh, there is no cure, but there are methods to be able to help. Mm. And when I was 32, I was living in Adelaide and came across a fantastic young neurologist who said to me, we can do a thymidectomy. So your thymus gland that everyone has, when you're about two, it shrivels up and is not functioning. But mine was functioning. And that was what was causing the antibodies to sort of travel around my body and block the brain messages. So they um, did a like open heart surgery, took out the thymus gland because I'd been on um, steroids for about two years, a very high dose. And only being 32 at that time, um, I just thought, well, I can't keep having steroids for the rest of my life. And she said, it's about a 60% chance it'll work and touch wood. Within six months of the operation, I was taken off all the steroids and I have every now and then uh, a little moment where I can sense that it's there and if I'm a bit tired, but otherwise I've been very fortunate. And it is quite debilitating for some people, Maka. Uh Um, Aristotle Onassis is uh, someone famous that had it and uh, it's not that common, but it can be, um, as I said, very debilitating and stop you from doing a lot of things. So touch wood i'm 60 now and i've um, been off steroids for 28 years there you go so is it hereditary or is, is it something you can pick up at you know what i mean by overwork or you know some other yeah, way or... i don't believe it's hereditary um my mum passed away when i was very young at 17 we have got photos where she looked like she certainly had maybe ocular um we can sort of tell that now but they don't think that it's hereditary and not really sure. I mean, I'm not a medical person and so, you know, a specialist would be able to give all that sort of detail. Um, but it just really came on me out of the blue. I was also diagnosed at the same time with thyroid cancer. And they do say there is a link there. Uh, and fortunately with that, that was very early stages, but that was all at the same t- excuse me, at the same time. Mm. And it probably complicated things. Um, but, yeah, like I've been absolutely well and living life very normally. I've got two beautiful girls that I was able to have and all of that. So I've been really fortunate, but I suppose I wanted to uh, let that lady know that, um, you know, there are some things and I'm sure, sure her friends checked all that out, but the pharmacectomy worked for me. It was, um, you know, it was a big operation. I was in the heart ward and had all these (laughs) amazing patients walking up and down. It's just like people going in for a toe operation, how many people are in and out of a heart ward. And I'm lying, sitting there, because you're sort of out of action for quite a while because your sternum's the apex really for your for your movement and, and body. And they yeah. were up moving around and they're saying to me, come on, get up, because I think they thought I was in there for heart surgery as well. Um, but the amazing, I learned so much through that time about my body and, and what can be done. Well, thanks for your call, Mark. Um, how's things in Bendigo? Is you got rain there? No. Yeah, we have had, um, and we've got more forecast. But we're all our surrounding neighbours and shires, Macca, are really doing it tough. And I want to say a big shout out to them. Our 
friends and folk in Rochester and Echuca, like they're on high alert. Yeah. Uh, so we've got our uh, relief centre in Bendigo that's been helping out those areas. So uh, I think it was Thursday we had 280 people at our Bendigo showgrounds um, in uh, the relief centre there. And a big big shout out too to our committee of um, the show society here. You know, the Bendigo shows are a big event in this part of the world. Yeah. And they actually called the show off because that's where the relief centre is. After having two years of no show with uh, COVID, uh, the committee went through to see all the people that have actually been displaced through the floods and said, you know what, this is far, far more important. And I think Ian Furs and the show committee need to be absolutely Good congratulated on, on that. I think that you would see, have been a huge yeah, decision. Yes, yeah. I'll say. Uh, you see, I think this is just as serious in lots of ways, this ongoing rain. Back from the drought when uh, um, Scott Morrison first got elected, um, there was drought on then and then there's been the COVID and now this rain which has lasted for it seems like a year or a year and a half and it's just as serious I think as the as the as the COVID in lots of ways it's it's disrupting everybody it's you know and it's affecting everybody's mental health which COVID is doing and this is the same thing so we just got to gird our loins and get good and brave people to keep everybody's spirits up because it's gonna I think it's gonna last for a little while but we'll get through it. Well, they're saying, Macca, I think rain for a couple of days every week till the end of November. And we've got Kerrang that's isolated at the moment near us and the Loddenshire. So Bendigo is sort of in the middle, central Victoria, you know, and mm. we're here as a regional city supporting all of those towns. Um, but, you know, we're, we're actually quite fortunate. Bendigo will fill up, but it disappears pretty quickly. Um, but uh, those communities, they've got months months of recovery yeah, exactly um, you know, it's really hard so people i mean the bendigo bank are doing an appeal and right across australia if you can give and not everyone's in those circumstances but if you can give please give to the bendigo bank appeal for the flood uh, people because it's really it's it's just heartbreaking so it'll be one small way that we can all help yes exactly exactly and look in lots of ways i know there's been some problems with the levy around the flemington racecourse but i think it's really nice if the if the cup goes ahead because you don't want to keep cancelling things because i think it has an effect on all of us so i hope for all our sakes that the cup goes ahead um I'd agree, Macker. I think there are times where you actually just need something to look forward to. Exactly. So Bendigo's got its cup on Wednesday, but we've had so much rain. I'm sure that the people are, are really hoping it will go ahead, but we, we'll wait and see. Today it's sunny at the moment. This afternoon it'll be just bucketing down. It's almost tropical, Yeah. the way in which the rain just absolutely pours and then it stops and, and then it's sunny again. Yeah. But uh, it's something like we haven't seen for, you know, well, we haven't seen it, have we? No, so, we haven't seen it, and and <laughs> it just goes on and on. But as I said, it's we've had four years of. If it's not one thing, it's another. As your mother would say to you, if it's not one thing, it's another. When, <laughs> when I kept misbehaving or something, um, but look, we'll uh, we'll get through, Mark. But look, great to talk to you. Lovely, to, uh, lovely to hear your voice. Lovely, thank you. Thanks. Good on you, Macca. Bye, um, Macca says Trevor. Trevor Tucker, excuse my naivety, but why is it that I hear nothing about the Murray River flooding in South Australia? Well, we um, were talking about it earlier this morning, Trev. If there, is, if there are currently no serious flooding events in South Oz, why is that so? If unimpeded by a choke, 
and locks in Victoria, surely the Murray River in South Oz would be able to safely dissipate most of the floodwaters to the ocean. That's what Trevor in South says. I'm not here to disagree or agree with him. I'm just, it's, it's the forum. Everyone forgets, says Bob Mack, everyone forgets about the mighty Colombo. Its flooding also has for months. Runs off the Yanko, re the Bidgee. The Bidgee, that's the Murrumbidgee. Uh, g'day, this is Macca. Oh, hello, Macca. It's yeah. Rob, Rob from Caligarupna. How are you going? Good, thanks, Rob. I've got a lovely blue sky here, so that's good for drying out paddocks. But the thing that's come with the floods, not that we've had them in Tally, but surrounding Shepparton and out at Karimba, uh, Loch Gary's been a bit of a problem out there, but I've got friends out at Karimba that are surrounded by water. Mm. And uh, the mozzies, I've uh, had to rug the horses because of the mozzies. They're just driving the horses berserk and the people. Wow, there you go. So So that's come come with the floods. And a friend of mine that lives out on the Broken Rocky, she and I remember when the Broken was up years ago, the 44-gallon drums hitting the bridge because they couldn't get under and how they'd keep you awake at night, the bang-bang of the drums hitting the uh, structure of the, the bridge there in Archer Street. Uh-huh. Rob, this is the Broken River. That's what it's called, right? Yes, Broken. comes down from Benalla there and comes go. into into the golden. Mm. Oh, I'll tell you a story about mozzies. Um, the other day yes. I, I went to uh, a little aquarium to get some food for my little fish. I've got these <coughs> little native fish. They're only little tiny fellas uh-huh. and they're called, uh-huh. they're called Pacific Blue Eyes. Uh-huh. And I said, um, I want some, so I bought the fish food and then I said, have you got any Pacific Blue Eyes? Just by the, oh no, he says, can't get them. He says, you know, I see, he said everyone's been in here buying them. I said, what, what for? He says, because they eat the mozzies. They do. They eat oh. the, they eat the mosses. Oh. They're only little tiny little fellas. And, yes, um, yes. And I think they're widespread across Australia, but they're little natives, and I'm sick of goldfish and all that stuff. So yes. um, they're not – you can't look at them because they zip and dart, but they eat the, mo- the mosquito wrigglers. So, oh. So, um, so people – Well, they'd be handy in the dams out here. Oh, they would away. be. But then, yes. some, then something else would probably eat the poor little things. But anyway. And, yeah. and talking about little things out at uh, – on the broken there at Rossi's, I saw these lovely red-browed fire tails. They're a little finch, and I'd never seen them before, and they're a gorgeous little bird. Yeah, oh, beautiful. I love the little birds, uh, Robbie. Yes. Yeah, what, no, what, they're gorgeous. What's Rob shot and, for? Uh, Robin. Robin. With, and, an, with an eye? Or, you, yeah, with an eye, yes. A Y. A oh, y. with a Y. All right. Yes. Mm. Years and years ago, <laughs> my father and I had um, cattle on a lease on the New South Wales side, and when the river came up, we used to listen to the heights of the river from Tokemore, oh. and then we'd go up to check the cattle. And we're floating out down the Murray looking for the cattle, and it's in full flood. And Dad said, oh, we'll pull up over there. There's a picnic table that's just got the top of it sitting out of the water, and I'll swap the other motor over and check the fuel. And he said, you get out on the table. Well, I got out on the table, and I shared the table with Thousands of insects and spiders <laughs> are all up there get, trying to get out of the flood. Oh, dear, yeah. But the other thought. thing you mentioned, uh, Sir Herbert uh, Wilkins, yeah. and that's just just an unbelievable story, that. And I do do wish they'd teach it in schools. If we know Burke and Wills, we should know that man. Yes, he exactly. was tremendous. 
Good on you, Rob. Oh, sorry. The other person is Alice Rowan. If you could get people to understand about the artist Alice Rowan, she was marvellous for Australia also. Alice Rowan, I'll look it up. Good on you, Rob. Thank you. All right. Bye. Nils Lyons, uh, the Nil Lyons Club's open garden walk is on today uh, from 10 o'clock. I'll tell you that. Um, And has there been a decline in creativity? I think there has. Uh, Christy's in Goolwa. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Macca. I'm so pleased to be able to talk to you on the phone. I've been listening to you here in Goolwa and in Daly River in the Northern Territory and Bathurst Island in the Northern Territory. And when I was in Wellington in New Zealand, it was terrible because I missed Macca on a Sunday. Mm. Anyway, I'm at Goolwa and Goolwa is the mouth of the, where the Murray empties out into the sea. Yeah. So it's a bit... Like Alexandrina. Yeah, mm. it's very, very full at the moment. Yeah. And they're very milky. It looks like really weak, milky tea with oh. all the turbidity from the flood water coming down. And isn't it amazing how things changed? You know, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> people were rallying on the on the banks of the Darling and now the Darling's in flood in various places, has been for a while. Yeah. And yeah. and the Murray sort of was blocked up. Wasn't it blocked up at Goua or Manham or something? Yeah. And, and it's blocked up at the mouth and it has been dredged. I've had a dredging program here for oh, a decade. Or, you know, it's just terrible. And the, the, because there's just not enough natural flow coming down the river. No, exactly. But now there will be um, sooner or later. Oh, yeah, all the, in behind Goua, there's a... There's an island, High Marsh Island, and in behind it, there's the Mundu Channel and Mundu, and there's Tewitchery barrages along there. Well, they've got those barrages wide open, and water's coming well through there. So all the locks, all the way between here and um, Victoria, they're 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 struggling to um, manage the water coming down. Fifty-five. What was it? Lock one had. 50-something thousand megalitres of water coming through it. Oh, yes. Uh, And more to come, Christy. So we just got to... More to come. Uh, But it's amazing to see. I'd love to go to the Dartmouth Dam and see that overflowing. And, of course, um, that's apparently a a roar that you would love to hear. It's amazing. It's it's awe-inspiring, isn't it, when you see something like that, the roar of, you know, the floods up in North Queensland. What's the... What's the, what's the, um, that falls, uh, um, I've got a big picture on my wall of the falls up in Queensland. It's just roaring when the, uh, when the rains come. What's the name of it? Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. Sorry, yeah. Christy. No, no, that's all right. And, you know, like today, it's raining here today. And it's, you know, made, I, was so, I love listening to the rain on my roof. And, you know, here's me. I was going to take the phone out so you could hear the rain on the roof. And then I'm thinking, no, Victoria doesn't want to hear that. (laughs) Neither does New South Wales. (laughs) Good on you, Christy. Great to talk to you, mate. All right. Thank you so much, Macca. And, oh, one little thing. Yeah. Mac, there was a bloke who said you had a text message about putting out a a CD of the music and the bird calls that you play on Australia all over. Do it because it's so lovely. All right. I really love it. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can see. It's it's not as easy now that the ABC shop and centres have been been canned. You're a clever boy. Oh yeah, give it a crack. Got fifty (laughs) two for maths. Uh, All right. See see you, Christy. Thank you, Macca. Bye bye. We've been held to ransom by a mean butcher bird, says Jill.
uh, mean butcher bird for the last five to six weeks. We couldn't go outside our front, our side or back doors without being swept and had to wear a hat at all times. He watched us constantly and knew when we were out. Also, our neighbours at the side and the back. Once he drew blood when I forgot my hat. A nasty little bird that once impressed me with his singing, he's now shown his true colours, says Jill from Menai. Well, he did that to me too. They did that to me. I don't like them because of the impact they have on the smaller. But it's not just them. It's it's really humans that have ruined the um, the suburbs. But if you don't care about little birds and lizards in your yard, well, that's fine. You, you, you're home free. But, yeah, butcher birds are just one of the things that mean that... Uh, there's no little birds, but there's cats and infilling and all that sort of stuff. So if you want to have those, you have to go out the bush somewhere. Just wanted to let you know, says Sally Hall, that David and I went to Hill End yesterday for the celebration of the Halterman Nugget. It was a lovely day with a little bit of rain in the afternoon. There may have been two to 3,000 people all having a lovely time. The Nugget was discovered on the 19th of October. Uh, 1872 by workers from Bayers and Holterman Mines. Or is it Bayers and Holterman's Mine? The mine names was the Star of Hope. This is where they unearthed this huge nugget. It was 630 pounds, that's 286 k's, uh, a mass of quartz and slate containing more than 75% gold weighing three troy ounces. The committee had worked hard to put it all together, plenty to do and see. I discovered my great-great-grandfather, Charles Hawkins, who owned a hotel there, and Hawkins Hill, which was named after him. I need to go back again to get more information when it isn't so wet. <laughs> Hill End's a great town to visit any time. The Heritage Centre is worth a look. Very interesting. The weather here in Blackheath today is cool. Not raining at the minute, but we did get some heavy rain overnight. Govett's Leap is running a banker. Our thoughts go out to all the people under flood all over Australia. Stay safe. All Australia are thinking of you in Victoria and New South Wales, particularly at the moment. Uh, g'day, this is Macca. Hello? Hello. Hello. Macca, is it? Yes, it is. My name is Patrick Murphy. I'm on holiday in Australia. I've been out here now for about two and a half weeks and it's a lovely place, but I've never seen so much rain. It rains here more than it does in Ireland. Ah, uh, that can't be true, Patrick. That can't be true. <laughs> well, I know it rains a lot in Ireland, but I've never seen a lot. Of... Well, it's raining all over the place in Australia tomorrow. Is it something that's common for the place? Or I understand most of the time it's in drought. Yeah, well, when it's not in drought, it's flooding rains. Yes, there, there, there was <laughs> so a... You've got a choice. You can have one or the other. Yes, we get, we get weather in Australia, but the trouble is we get too much of it. Um, yeah, I'd like to live in Glockamora. Apparently, that's where over your way somewhere, isn't it? That is indeed. How are things in Glockamora? Just I come from a place called Glenkenny, which is near a, another. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a city in Ireland called Perth, and I believe you've got a Perth in Australia. Yes, we have a Perth. Yes, it's over in Perth. It's in west. Yeah, it's over in, in Perth. <laughs> in the west, yes, it's in the west. Patrick, uh, people often ask me. They say, "Does does your mother come from Ireland?" Because um, my name is McNamara, but um, she doesn't. Oh, is that Right, but yes, it is, Patrick. Um, what uh, brings you just on holidays? Are you from? It's an on. I'm on holidays at the moment, but my daughter lives in Australia. Uh huh. So I've come to for a family visit, so to speak. But I, I, I've heard so much about Australia back home. I thought it would be, and I'm I'm 80 next year. So I thought if I don't take the opportunity now, I might miss out altogether. 
Now, listen, uh, Patrick. Tell me, what do you what do you do? What do I do? Or what did you do? Uh, well, I'm retired at the yeah. moment. I'm not. I'm not working as such. Well, we can get you a job here. There's plenty of jobs here. Go That's on. what I believe. <laughs> and they don't worry about your age either. So I'm told. Yeah. So, but what did what uh, kept you what busy? What did I do? Yeah. Back in Ireland, mm. I was in the building industry. All oh, right. We need plenty. I was of them. a builder. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you've retired now, and you're just uh, pleasing yourself. Just as much. Yeah. Just as much. Yeah. As I can. Yeah, exactly. As far as the, I was just saying to you, to your sidekick lady earlier, we're talking about money and just saying you need very deep pockets to survive today. It's probably is just as bad in Australia as it is in Ireland. Oh, yes, and bad. A, a mate of mine here uh, just come back from America and said, dear, once upon a time you could go to America. I know as a young kid, and you could go to America and you could pick up a pair of fry boots and stuff and even a Martin guitar much cheaper than you can get it in in uh, here in Australia because you know, there's a tyranny of distance and 50 years ago seems an age ago doesn't it but um but it's only 1980 or 1990 or something like that 1980 um but it's still a long time ago yeah so but to speak, but now it? everything's everything around the world and see inflation will kill everything because if the if if your money's not worth anything it'll be you know the people need to look at their history and say and look at the german uh, experience in the in uh, in, in the, the thirties, yes, with uh, you know wheelbarrows full of High money, inflation. And, yeah, all that Wheel sort of stuff. Mo- wheelbarrow of money to buy a loaf of bread. Exactly, Patrick. Um, yeah, well, it's nice to talk to you. Is there anything I could tell you about the things you need to do when you're in Australia? You need. Oh, to... my daughter's been very helpful in that regard. All right. It's just that I, I, I was just so fascinated. I just happened to turn the radio on this morning and, and, and fiddle along the dial fiddle. and came across your program, and right. I found it very, very interesting. And the people that come and ring you and that talk about so many different subjects. Yep. That, uh, do, you, do you find that you're, you're at a short, at a, at a shortness um, of, of your own knowledge when, when people call and, and want? Oh, no, I'm a know-all. No. no, I'll tell you what I find. I find that at the end of the program I've got brain fag. I don't know where I am because people, re- people, people ring up about my semia gravis and about the, uh, the Murray River and dementia and, you know, wheat loading and facilities and... And the herpes in uh, Murray Carp and uh, all sorts of stuff, mate. But it's really it's interesting, and 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 then it's they're just little Aussies, you know. They're talking about all sorts of stuff, Patrick. And they're such interesting people in Australia. Yeah. The thing that I find, which is, uh, well, it's 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 more it's, it's you're a cosmopolitan country in Australia. In Ireland, we we don't have as many. We do have people coming and staying for a while and then going again. But Australia, you, you've got to you've got to have immigration out here to increase your numbers. I can understand. I've just been talking to someone now talking about your your fear of China in Australia. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, I suppose the world's fear of China because of the you know the South China Sea and the islands and uh, you know Hong Kong. You just have to look, and you know, I suppose. Uh, They've had some bad behaviour in the past. Well, if 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 the push comes to shove and it's Taiwan, you've really got a problem. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. that uh, that that really could be quite a a powder keg if it uh, if it got into serious talks, or not talks much, but but. Patrick, do you reckon? Problems. Yeah, Patrick, do you reckon we could get a gig in in Ireland? We could go over, you know. Straight oh, over. I'm sure you could, Macker. I'm sure that people would love to have you there. <laughs> 
You'd, uh, you'd be you'd be greatly appreciated, uh, I'm sure. All right. Well, well yeah, there's a lot of Irish in Australia. Oh, of, there are. There lot, are. Yeah. One of our we've, famous we've, prime we've ministers. We've colonised a lot of countries in this world. <laughs> Patrick, I've got to fly. Can my producer, the, you know, me side, you sort of call her my sidekick. Well, Your she's, sidekick. She's she's having, a, she's, she's having a lend of you. Yeah, she? she's pestering me again, again. <laughs> uh, no peace, Patrick. But no lot, peace. You, There's no peace for the wicked. Exactly. Nice to talk to you, mate. You keep in touch, eh? I'll try. I'll, if I get the opportunity, I'll call you back. Good on you. Thank you very much for your time. See ya. Have Bye. a good day. Bye. Bye. They are interesting. And do you find people interesting here? I do. I do. I don't know. Maybe they just feel like they they can relax or something. I don't know. I relax here, but I'm not relaxed. Oh dear, oh dear. There's bits of paper, and I scribble things down, and I forget people who rung me, and because we're short again this morning, because Tanya's crook, and she's butchers this morning. So uh, anyway, g'day. This is Macca. Oh, hi, Macca, Antoinette here from Gympie. Hi, Antoinette. Um, a little while back you were talking about, you know, the floods and, and people should write a song, and I have written a song, mm-hmm. and I thought I might share it with you, or well, the first verse and the chorus. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to play on the ukulele, but to, your sidekick said the ukulele <laughs> bent me out, so I'm not going to sing it. That's your, that's your call now, Kel, you're a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a sidekick, but anyway, that's that's Patrick. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, sidekick. Anyway, sorry, Antoinette, you've written a song. What's it called? It's called Saving a Friend. Well, it, I, I do have a name, but I'll just say friend. It's, that's what it is. And she lives in a, a house, a shed house, which is a shouse, out of Amamore, and uh, she got flooded in, and this is when um, she was flooded in, and I just wrote a song for her, so... So would you like to listen? Yeah, I'm, I'm Antoinette. I'm all ears. All right. So I'll just I won't play the ukulele. I'll just play the first thing. So right. All right. I've got to tell you something. I think you ought to know about a flooded river here at Amamore. My house is almost flooded, and I am home alone. I don't think I can take it anymore. Is there anyone out there listening? Would you like to rescue me? Or to get me to a safer place, you'll have to swing the creek. I'll be sitting on the railway line, having a cup of tea, with my backpack and my wellies on. Please rescue me, with my backpack and my wellies on. Please rescue me. I <laughs> love it. There I you love. Go. Did you? Is that with my bagpipes? Did you say? With my bags packed and oh, my, my wellies. Bag, I thought you said with my bagpipes. No, with my bags <laughs> packed and my wellies on. No, I love it, Antoinette. I love it. There's another verse, but we we it goes. You know, took two minutes too long. No. <laughs> well, yeah, we, so. we should we should try and get, have you rec- you haven't recorded it anywhere. No. I can no. just I can just hear Slim Dusty doing that. He would. He would. I'm sure he would. <laughs> yeah. Slim would love it. It's yeah. a ripper. Can anyone out there? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Can anyone out there hear me? Um, no, it's just called saving a friend. Saving a friend. Uh, yeah. Well, I just put that because I I don't want to put a name down. You see, so she might get thinking about it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Antoinette, how's things in Gimpy now? Oh well, we've had drizzling rain, and but not major. You know, we've had an inch here, but uh, Tin Can Bay they had about uh, two hundred mils. Uh, I think it was how, the night before. 
yesterday. So how's the tan? Um, how's the town recovered? Uh, still recovering. There's still a lot of vacant shops, and there's still a lot of people displaced. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, we're going to we got to come come to Gimpy. We're going to come there and do a program just like we did at Korakai. Oh. But I don't yes. know. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep in touch, Antoinette. And you'll come and sing your song. Oh, I could. You, yes. No, you not could. You will. Oh, thank you. Oh. I'll have to get a bit of good backing behind me, though. Were you named after Marie Antoinette? No. Um, no, my mother was nursing, and she heard this. Uh, there was a girl called Antoinette, and she loved it so much that. When she uh, finally had children, she called me Antoinette. She wanted to call one Antoinette, so that's how I got it. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks for your ringing. Yeah. Righto. Bye. See you. Bye. Wasn't you lovely? Uh, G'day. This is Macca. Quickly. G'day, Macca. It's Matt from Seymour, mate. How are you? Oh, good, Matty. It was nice to hear that lady sing. (laughs) She's great. I can hear Slim doing that, actually. Yeah, go on. I actually... I'm a random, I'm a random bugger, and I actually... We we flooded out here, mate, last week about, I don't know, about a thousand acres under... Five metre of water, and that led me to write a little song in the same words as, or the same tune as Galleries of Pink Galahs, but I called mine Galleries of Scared Galahs, mate, but that's another story. <laughs> Galleries of Scared Galahs. Uh, it goes exactly like that. It's very original to my own tune, but um, just want to ring you up, mate, and say the Australian spirit is alive and well in a disaster. Yes, in, and you're in Seymour, are you? We are, mate. We got flooded out here on the farm last Friday. Um, pretty badly impacted, lost a lot of cattle and stuff like that. We just weren't expecting what we got. And, uh, yeah, just to see, you know, these next towns, Rochester, Shepparton, Echuca, go through what they're doing, mate. Going through what they're going through is, is heartbreaking, mate. And um, thinking of them all and, and thank you to everyone who's helped us out, like the Seymour was mayhem when we woke up on that Friday morning, mate. Oh, we had uh, we were swimming cattle out in the boat, and a shout out to Gary who come out, and um, it was unbelievable swimming cattle out over fences where you look now and you think, how is that even possible? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, we lost a lot, but we saved a lot, and um, we'll fight on and get back to, on our feet, mate. But it was unbelievable. Give us another line of galleries of scared galahs. What comes after that? You want to hear it? Yeah, and hang on a second, I've got it here. Galleries of scared galahs. Morning, Willow. Go on. I remember all those scared galahs sitting tied through that bizarre destination, that uh, devastation that smashed the farm. That's my home. That's my home. Land of beauty in the sun, covered in water to the tops of gums. It broke our hearts when all that rain come. It broke our heart, and then it goes on, but um. We get the, Too much time on my hands, mate. We, we get the picture, Matty. Good on you. <laughs> See you in Seymour sometime. Good luck, mate. That'd be great, mate. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Good on you. Bye. G'day, this is Macca. G'day, Macca. This is Joe from Catherine, Northern Territory, but I'm actually in Darwin for the weekend. Oh, half your luck. Is it raining there? <laughs> well, no, it's not raining. It's very hot, but I just had to ring in and say, I heard you say earlier, cash is king. And uh, as a previous business person, I always say that to people, cash is king. And I'm a, I'm a big cash person myself. It just made me laugh. And I say to my children when they're tapping on their phones all the time uh, at, the, at the checkouts, 
get some cash out and use the cash, and when it's gone, it's gone. But it just made me laugh, and I thought I'd ring in, seeing as well, I yeah. listen to you generally on a Sunday morning. Good on you. My sister, who's the bright one in the family, says uh, she says she said to me the other day, it's the last bastion of anonymity, and of course it is. People blithely tap their bloody plastic, and everybody, governments and companies and everybody, and, and, and especially those you know, Google people and everybody, they know everything about you. They know everything about you. And and maybe people don't want to be anonymous anymore. They want everybody to know their business, but I certainly don't. And and I give, uh, yeah. Yeah, it gives you some sort of, yeah, it gives you some sort of, in this world where Big Brother's watching you all the time, it's, um yeah, I'm with you. What well, do you do, correct. Joe, for a job? So, Maka, I've come from uh, 35 years of hairdressing to being the local member for Catherine. All right. There you go. I'm a member of Parliament. You're a member of Parliament. Well, that's good. I'm glad. In the the Northern Territory here. Yeah, I think So, yes, anonymity is a a dying thing these days. Mm, Exactly. Good on you. Nice to talk to you. No worries, Maka. Good to talk to you. See you. Bye. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.